It's a new day, yes it is! Podcast of all time, which is entitled The New Day. Feel the power. Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sorry. Hold up. Hold up. What was the, the you sounded like, what was the cartoon dog? With the big the jowls, oh, that's what I, oh, drippy. Okay, that's what I heard. Okay, that's what I heard for a second when you were doing the oh. intro. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I wanted, I wanted to get that no, out. Yeah, that this is a, with the big jowls. Is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the new day podcast. Uh, that's it. I, I, I wish I could see you tugging on your cheek, furiously tugging at his cheek. What do you say? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I, I am Xavier Woods. And I'm Big E. I don't remember the order of this. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Demerit. Demerit for you. On, e. on you, on you, E. And I am Kofi Kingston. And joining us is a man who we love. He is very near and dear to our hearts. And he's part of the New Day squad, the team, the people that have helped to build us up instead of tear us down. Mm, make sure like so many we, of y'all. Exactly. We got a long list of y'all, but that's for uh-huh. another day. Sorry. Haters. We'll do a haters episode <laughs> next time. <laughs> no, this man has been integral to uh, the whole new Even day. what? Integral. <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> Wait, integral, 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 integral. You're saying, integral. Intri- you're saying intricate? <laughs> Integral. <laughs> I feel like that's how, that's a, that's a better sound. That, that sounds better than integral. Yeah, that's a demerit. No. It does sound better, integral. but that's not how it's pronounced. It's integral. It's like, <laughs> I think integral. I'm gonna say it today. That's a word now. Integral. No, 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 no. Integral. Can't, you can't be making up your own words. Okay, whatever. The new day has relied on this man to make sure that we look good all the time because the first time we saw what the new day was supposed to look like, we said, "Man, this ain't working for us." And we enlisted the help of this man who was uh, helping me with my gear and then eventually came to help Kofi and E and made all the New Day stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is Jonathan Davenport. Yeet! Yes, sir. Hey, Yay. what's going on, everybody? What's up, man? I'm sorry I was trying to give you like a good intro, but then I'm like, going into like the history of stuff. I'm like, oh, well, we'll talk about yeah. that. <laughs> I dug it. I also, just for the record, thought you were right with the pronunciation. So we'll be on this column. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't say anything because I was in the wrong, apparently. I don't want to be called out. <laughs> this is rough. It's rough in here. I don't want to demerit. Yeah, don't right. demerit now. You really don't. Yeah. You really don't. <laughs> Jonathan, Are like can you guests on the demerit system too? Like anybody? Oh, yes. Everybody, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anybody Everybody can get, get it. it. Everybody, Everybody can get it. Get it. Everybody. You come to you get demerits. Is it like a wage system? Like, you know, are they like weighed more heavily for hosts versus guests? Or I mean, let's not get into the uh, the minutia of uh, the, 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 the demerit. Okay, let's not get bogged down in the minutia of yeah, the demerit. More of an arbitrary way to uh, chastise each other. <laughs> Eventually monetize somehow. But uh, Jonathan, can you give everybody a quick background on who you are and what it is that you do? So here's what I dread. <laughs> great start, great start, by the way. great start. 
All right. I don't know where to start. Oh, so here's the deal. Um, I do a lot of things. I'm, a, I'm like kind of a guy, you might call me unemployable or maybe I'm super employable. It's hard to say. Uh, but I got a lot of little things that I picked up over the years and I can apply them to a lot of different mediums and I work in a lot of different industries. But it's hard to sum up. So what I dread is you know that thing where you go to like a party and people are like, hey, this is my friend Johnny. Hey, you should meet this guy. Oh man, well, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, God, uh, <laughs> how long you got? <laughs> but in terms of graphic design, um, I am self-taught. My dad was an artist. So I think that's, there's a little, there's some genetics there. But man, just like you guys, like, I'm like I'm a huge pop culture dork. So like, uh, I love them comics, I love the movies, I uh, love anime, I love Broadway musicals. Like I love pretty much anything that's like, telling stories and expressing feelings and character arcs and emotions. I love it all. So I've kind of been lucky to hook up with you guys because you guys love that stuff too. And you like to funnel that stuff into your look. So there's never been a better connection than the one I've got here. It's, I'm, I'm super <laughs> great. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. So in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the concise form, Jonathan is the man who's behind the designs of all of the New Day gear. So anything that you see us wearing, Jonathan has drawn this. He has put his foot in it to make sure that we look clean. And y'all know, I don't care what anybody says. We have the cleanest gear of That's all. True. Easily. We're, it's very important to us. Easily. It's very important to us. Um, and so Jonathan, make sure that, that, we, that we look the best. <laughs> but uh, to give a quick history of how, how we met. So I wrote a cartoon that I was trying to get the network to pick up. And I was looking for artists on the internet and just kind of emailing people here and there. And Jonathan, you were the first person that really clicked like, uh, the, like that you liked anime that you but we're into all the same things, so we kind of spoke the same language. And you helped me draw all these cartoon characters, and it was just like wrestlers. So it's like Dolph, uh, I think like AJ Lee. It's just like ten different characters we were going to use for this cartoon. But that evolved later into me asking you if you could draw up some wrestling gear for me, and which progressed into then you drawing wrestling gear for E and for Kofi. And now here we are. Man, it's it's one of those things where can you draw wrestling gear? Mm-hmm. I've never <laughs> tried before, but, but my philosophy and I'm probably yours too is like, yeah, just say yes. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> so, and then you figure out how to do it. <laughs> it, was, it was super helpful for me, definitely, because I was making my gear using like the, the 2K games, the creator wrestler stuff. And so I was like, oh, I could do this. And then I would take pictures of it and send it to our gear guy who I was still using, Robert, the guy who makes our stuff now. I've used him like my whole career. And I guess I've been with you for like a decade. It's been a like, long time. time. I've been in the company. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the fact that you could just take what we were saying or what I was saying and, and actually make it into something legible or like visually legible, I guess, uh, <laughs> has always been super helpful. Vegible, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Vegible. Y'all gotta chill with these making up words, man. This is it's integral <laughs> to what we do. Integral is a word now. We're just gonna leave it. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like I was telling you, uh, I was telling you this story the other day. Um, like when when you first wrote, man. Okay, so I don't know if you guys know this. So when Woods and I first hooked up, we were mid recession, right? Mm-hmm. And Previous to that, I was in game development and we were making games for like, it was like kind of this, this industry that sort of doesn't exist anymore. It's like mid-budget games, like not your triple A's, but not your micros, not your minis, like right in the middle. That, 
that's gone. That's gone now. But, and that's when it died. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah. So like my entire career just kind of washed up and disappeared yeah. overnight because nobody was making games. Nobody was hiring studios. It was, it was a rough time. And so I was like teaching and I was working a night job and I just had a baby and it was rough, man. And, uh, and I needed something like some kind of creative outlet. Cause I was, you guys are creatives too. Like, you know, when you're not doing the thing you're meant to do, you feel mm-hmm. unfulfilled, like you're empty. You're like, it's, yeah, it's man. a weird thing. Yeah. So, um, I just needed something. And so I did what everybody does when they're desperate and uh, worried. Like I got on Craigslist <laughs> and was scrolling through things and I saw the, the ad for the, the cartoon turnarounds. I was like, oh man, yeah, this is, this is me. I, like I do this in my sleep. That's like my style. And was, do you remember what? It was Turtles, but do you remember what the era was? Uh, 90s? 90, yeah, like the 90s era Turtles. He was yeah. like, I need character designs done in this 90 era style. I'm like, yeah, no problem. But you know, most people don't, know their stuff that much. So, you know, I was like, I bet I could probably phone this in and get it done pretty quick. So I did like kind of a generic, like Batman animated series style and turned it in. And he was like, not quite my tempo. Uh, this is not exactly <laughs> what I'm asking for. And I was like, oh no, this guy knows his stuff. <laughs> I'm going to have to actually try on this. Oh no, effort. This is the worst. <laughs> I hate effort. So, uh, yeah. So I got in and I and I and I actually did the research and I hit those corners the way I was supposed to, like the rounded corners. Like that's like the whole. Eh, we'll get into it. Um, and I turned it in. And he was like, "Ah, this is the one." And I think that's like when we kind of were like, "Okay, we speak each other's language and we can move forward with that." And it was it was cool. I've never um, had just a, a relationship uh, where it's just it's just seamless. You know what I mean? Like. I, you were part of the team, you know, once I remember that Ninja Turtle gear too, when Woods, cause it had a piece of like all the Ninja Turtles on it. Right. It had like the, yep. uh, the headbands, all the different colors. And I remember seeing it. I was like, Oh snap. Woods is all about his gear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was all about my gear too. Uh, like way back. I used to um, like use Photoshop and again, not nearly to the level of <laughs> crisp ability that you have <laughs> at all. You know, I would go on Photoshop and like color change things and I would infuse my, uh, you know, the old Kofi Kingston logo with like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or, you know, Robin or Batman. And I thought I was doing some like really innovative stuff and I thought it was great. <laughs> you know, I thought it was awesome. And then um, Woods was like, yeah, I got a guy. And then he showed me that Ninja Turtle gear and he's like, yeah, he made this guy. I was like, oh snap. Like, like this guy knows what he's doing. So I've always just been appreciative of the fact that like you take what it is we want to do and, and the con- you, you nail it like literally every single time. And then we all tweak it and it always comes out to our j- just perfection, you know, and to those people who are listening. So I know you, we've mentioned uh, Robert. Robert works for Main Event Gear. Robert is the, he's the kind of guy who like, he's the, like the seems. I guess the term is seamster. I don't know, like seamstress, yeah. but he's a man. So I don't know. I don't check, know check he knows yeah, all the words. He knows the whole English language. So just I think seamster is correct. Seamster, seamster. we'll go seamster. Yeah. Seamster, you know, so, so Robert is the guy who like puts everything together. Uh, Mosley, who we had on the show before, um, he does a lot more of like the actual like costumes and accessory pieces that we have. And Jonathan is the one who is, uh, so he'll have like the electronic files, you know, the, the illustrator files or Photoshop files uh, that he disperses out to either Robert or to Mosley, you know, and they're the ones who kind of like, you know, actually get it, make it, make it. They're the 3D printers, you know what I'm saying? Like, they bring, <laughs> it, to, they bring it to life. But um, yeah, man, I, I just, uh, hearing your story, like I, I, when I heard that you were going to be coming on the show, you know, when we talked about getting you on, I was like, this is going to be amazing. 
because I have so many questions and I just want to know like your history. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the fact that like, so, so timing, right? Like I'm a big guy. I'm a, I'm big on like, like serendipity and all that. Like what if Woods didn't go on Craigslist? What if Woods didn't have the urge yeah. to go on Craigslist and make this cartoon? What if he, that didn't like that thought didn't percolate in his mind, then you guys, your paths would have never crossed. And who knows what our gear would have looked like, you know? <laughs> I would have still been on like Photoshop trying to like tinker. It wouldn't have been like nearly as good, nearly as crisp. So we uh we just we take a lot of pride in um the 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 execution of our gear, man. And I'm just I'm so glad that you are a part of that team, you know, you, Mosley, um, Robert, and you know, all of us. It just it's all it's 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 a legitimate team. And one of my favorite parts is uh of of what we do is like that creative process going from what we have in our mind and then going to you and then you coming back with something that's like, oh, maybe you try this. And something <laughs> we never thought of, we're like, yeah, let's do that. And then all of a sudden it comes to life. So I don't know what the, what the, what the, uh, the, the end statement on that is, but just, to, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm, I'm glad that we are doing this episode of the podcast. Before I forget you, you, you brought up a couple things that uh, I definitely wanted to make sure to touch on. Um, one was I, I'm so, I'm so like, so I do, all my work is digital, which means that at the end of the day, when I'm done working, I've made nothing, like nothing exists. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of sad. Like I keep thinking, I always, like my worst nightmare is like, there's an apocalypse. What do you do now? I don't know. Nothing. I've done nothing. I don't exist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so people, now that I'm, Thanks to you guys, I've kind of, you've kind of pushed me to be more on social media. So I've like just like I'm one year into Instagram. Like that's kind of my platform. That's the only one I understand. <laughs> that's the only one <laughs> that I think has a, a decent interface. We'll get into that if you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, now that I'm on there, I get a lot of you know I get a lot of questions, and people are always saying like, "Oh man, where did you get this idea?" And every fiber in my being wants to take credit for everything. <laughs> but it's not the truth. Like, I can't. And I always say, man, in the truest sense of the word, it is a team effort. It comes from, like, the guys. And, and this is another thing I think that's, like, kind of good about the team. Like, you guys have a synergy that no one can harness or replicate. Like, it can't be bottled. It can't be distributed. It's, like, it's self-generated. It's in-house. It's crazy. And I never question it. I learned a long time ago. Don't question it. Like <laughs> some ridiculous request comes down the pipeline. Like I just, just do it. Don't ask. Don't say what, why just do it. And that's what I tell the people online. I go like, it comes from them. It comes from them. And then I pour in my ingredients and I try to like give it order and give it some references and, and do a little research and like put some, I don't know, just there's a lot of Easter eggs in our stuff. And and then it shoots off to to Robert, and then he's like kind of like the final cook, like putting all the ingredients together and bringing it to life. Because you know sometimes things that work on paper don't work in three D. So yeah, it's I don't know, man. It's it's really it's really a unique situation. And the other thing that you you touched on is um, this whole thing about working remote. Like okay, so E and I, it's like you said, E and I have been been talking a lot lately. Woods, I think this is like our third live action conversation. Yes. Like in seven years or we something. Always, <laughs> always just, we always just talked on email. Yeah, we always did that. And then Kofi, I think this is the first time you and I have ever had like a real time conversation ever. Right. I think so. There was, there was the one time where we went, where was it? Uh, uh, the signing. Yeah. Signing. Signing. Oh, oh yeah. Lids. Talks, lids. 
they're like, yeah. oh, that's Jonathan. I'm like, Jonathan? He's like, oh, yeah, he designs our gear. I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, and you waited in line. And I was like, why yeah. did you wait? Like, just, oh, no, 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 no. Text me. <laughs> no, no, here's the story. Okay, okay, okay. So I I don't know. It's been like three years, maybe, Don. I don't know. We've been we've been together a while. Yeah. And I, re- I was like dying to meet you. And like, I also, to be perfectly transparent, I wanted my kid to think I'm a hero. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, they're, they're doing the signing in Orlando. We're going to Orlando anyway. Let's drop by the mall and see if we can meet them. And then like it all made sense to me at the time until we got there. And I'm like, we've never met. And they don't know what I look like. <laughs> and this line is so long and the security guys are not joking around. So... <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to see if I can pull this off. So I, I skipped the line. So I, did, I didn't wait in line. I skipped okay, the line okay. and I went up to the security guy and had the weakest story. <laughs> I was like, hey, so I'm a friend of theirs, but they don't know what I look like. And I'd love to skip the line. <laughs> that, that's not good. That's it's not, not great. It's not great. I should have gotten bounced. Um, but he let me in, but not all the way into the store, which was good of him. That's him doing his job. They let me like a couple of feet past the threshold, just enough where I could look around like a, a, a bend of people and poke my head up. And then I think, I think, I, I think I called to Woods because he was the guy I knew the longest. So I'm like, Woods, Woods, Woods. And he looked up. I'm like, it's Davenport. And he's like, huh? I'm like, it's Davenport. Mm-hmm. I'm Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> it all ended happily. We went in. Uh, the kid thought you were guys were superheroes and that I knew you. So like, I'm cool by association. I mean, I lasted like a week, but whatever. It's, that's a good week. <laughs> take what you can get. Take what I can get, man. You know? So just this whole thing of working remotely, like it shouldn't work as well as it does. But I think it's like kind of a testament to like our joint sensibilities and you guys' ability to give like very clear creative direction. I've said, I used to work for uh, Imagineering and I've had a lot of art directors over the years. And I've said a million times like, man, Kofi, you missed your calling because like your, your, your directions are crystal clear. <laughs> it's so nice. It's like, it's exactly what I need to work. Yeah. And that's the nice part too, is that I have zero eye for design. I don't know fashion. I like, I'm horrible with this stuff, but like I'll have ideas, but Kofi's great with taking the ideas and being able to, more like fine tune them and give direction for you. But I remember, uh, I know we, we wanted to talk about different pieces of gear and this is uh, out of order, I guess, unless we're working backwards. But uh, I would say the, the paint by numbers gear has to be my favorite gear of all time. Uh, but I think it started, I don't know why, but it started when I just randomly thought, okay, what if we, because we're more geared towards kids, we're fun loving. Uh, what if we did gear that looked like uh, an empty coloring book? Because we have gear that's always so vibrant and so vivid and colorful. Uh, and let's have it look like an empty coloring book. And Kofi had the idea to do the color by numbers or the paint by numbers. And I thought that was like the perfect touch. Uh, but I, I, the one thing that I always like with, with Kofi is that oftentimes the three of us will sit together and we'll have these ideas. But Kofi's the one who can really explain how it should be laid out. And then we're just able to toss a lot of times these very loose ideas to you. And then we give you a few days or a week or however long it takes. And then you come up with uh, these myriad of ideas. And then sometimes we're able to say, we don't want that element or that element. And you come back to us with these tweaks. And then it's almost like the next time it's, it's always perfect. So I, I love the process. And I will say, I will re- reiterate that the, I couldn't, as soon as I opened that box, we were in, we were in Philadelphia. As soon as I opened that box of gear, it was mailed to a talent relations. As soon as I opened that box and I saw the paint by numbers gear, <laughs> 
I knew this was the one. Was the so one. We were legit strutting around the locker room. I think we, like, <laughs> uh, we put our gear on so early. And bro, we were just peacocking, man. Chest wide out, just strutting. Hey, is that paint my numbers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we knew. Good. Just we knew. Oh, my God. It was so See, good. I didn't know. I was the, I, I'm more surprised uh, than anyone that that one is popping so well. Like people really love it. It looks great. They mentioned it on the show. They've <laughs> never mentioned gear on the show, have they? If they if they do, it's it's ours. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching it like uh, actually I couldn't watch it live. We were doing something and I like rushed home. I was like, I'm always mad when I can't watch it live. So <laughs> I rushed home and like put on the network and I and it kind of like fast forwarded to that part and you guys came out and like and they were like, and this gear, believe it or not, is a paint by numbers. I'm like, well, they're talking about it. <laughs> part of the story. This is great. But because you guys stuff is always so I don't know, explosive and dynamic and sort of over the top and colorful. Like that's kind of like our staple. I, I was when you were like, "Hey, paint by numbers." It's blank. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no!" <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's gotta happen a lot, right? Like where you you get an idea, and I, you know, I guess it's your job to make what the person like asks you to make. But is there ever times where you're just like, oh, this is just not going to work. You know, I mean, he's what he ah, wants. I mean, I'll give it to him. <laughs> okay, I'll just, again, in the spirit of total transparency, yeah. there's two stages. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> First stage is what I usually, we never, honestly, with, with us, we never get to the second stage. But there is a second stage that I have. And the first stage is like total customer service. You know, like what I try to do for you guys, like, you know, you give me an idea and I try to give you like as many concepts, as many twists and spins on it as I can. So you have options, you know, you pick and choose or whatever. And we do things and we come down and come down. And if you ever have some kind of element that I think is incongruous or anti uh, antithetic to what we're trying to do, I, that word E, (laughs) (laughs) I'll say something like I'll, I'll shoot you a line and go like, man, I love the idea of like, you know, a rabid raccoon in the middle of the cereal box, but it feels like maybe we don't want to, and I'll tell you why. And then usually you're, you're cool about it. You'll either explain your reasons or go, oh, yeah, you're right. Let's do this instead. It's fine. And that's the stage. And that's the only thing you guys have ever seen. However, the second <laughs> stage is when things start progressing and getting worse and worse and more out of control. And, and this is another, I, this is just going to be the Mutual Admiration Society hour. So let's just lead into that. Like you guys have ideas <laughs> and <laughs> you've got directions. And a lot of times uh, you're dealing with uh, clients who you know, aren't as clear, like they're not as focused. They don't, they just want something. And kind of the bane of every contractor or a graphic designer is like the client who only knows what they don't want and they only know they don't want it when they see it. So <laughs> uh, when you're dealing with one of those, if you ever get any win, you just take it and you go. And so stage two is like, you're the boss, boss. And you just put it in and oh, just, yeah. you're like, I, you know, I did everything I could. I fought as hard as I could on every point. And then eventually I, you just have to go like, no, 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 you look good. You should, do it. Yeah, you should wear that yeah. for sure. Spe- <laughs> speaking, by the way, of bad gear ideas, we've, we've joked about this for years. And honestly, this actually wouldn't involve you in the process, but... Yes. We we don't have we haven't had the balls to pull this off, but for years we have joked 
about doing flesh-colored flesh gear. Color. Yes. That matches our, not and not with designs or anything. So nope. that's why you'd have to step aside for this project. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. flesh-colored gear that you couldn't even tell, like, are they mm -hmm. naked? That's that's <laughs> yeah. For our entrance with a trench coat. You know, they're like old school. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so good. And yes. just flashing people. I mean, it's not a good idea. As soon it's as he idea. who shall not be named sees it, he tell us to go go in the back and change it. I'm sure. <laughs> but it really popped us. We we legit talked about this for years so off and long. on. And we need to do it one time. It's, it's gonna be ourselves. it's gotta be like a strategy, like towards the end, you know? Like yeah. okay, this is gonna be the last time. This is the time. You got your flesh colored gear. Okay, get your yeah. trench coat ready. And then we just do it because then we'll probably be fired. So you know, right. no, we're good. But the thing is, like you, I feel like there'd be an instant reaction, but then once the tape was replayed, it'd be like, well, no, they shouldn't be in trouble. It's fine. It's just, it's just gear. It's just gear. Right. It's just gear. So yeah. just as a thought exercise, you saying that makes me think, okay, great. So should we work on like the musculature of it? Is it just a- So it's giant Gonzalez? You want like, <laughs> like some kind of pasty involved? Do you want like a black censored bar? Do you want a fig leaf? Like, <laughs> see, this is the process. Oh, wow, wow. This is you what we're talking something. about. Yeah. Bruh. You might be this onto gotta, something. Now it's got to This happen. might happen. I like the sensor bar. Oh I like the sensor bar a lot. Nice. That's a nice oh touch. No, can I just get mine blurred? <laughs> oh, and the pixelation. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Pixelation. Yes. But, <laughs> oh, my. This is the pro. This is what I'm talking about, man. Oh, my God. Is, yeah. So as, as Kofi keeps saying, so for people who are listening, this, this is legitimately how we come up with what we do on television. Someone says something that we think is dumb, but for us, we say, this is a bad idea, but I have to get it out of my head. And that gives right. us clearance to get laughed at for this dumb idea that we actually really want to do. But then we go, we start thinking as we're laughing about it, we're like, well, that could actually work. And then we talk about it for a few days and then we send it to Jonathan and we go, what about this? And Jonathan goes, yeah, that checks out with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a month later, we wear it on TV and like, it's very strange. I love it. <laughs> I think one of the nice parts with our gear is we've been able to really shoehorn in our interest. And I would say a lot of them have been from Woods as well. I will say one that I did not understand whatsoever, um, but was clearly very important to him was the Dragon Con carpet. <laughs> yes. And I do remember, like, I'll say, like, as soon as I went to Twitter, I saw a myriad of tweets of people just losing their minds because yes. they had to see something that was meaningful to them. So then it's, it's, it's a nice thing to be able to just implement things that are important to us or that pop us and we, we wear them on WWE programming, which is kind of mm -hmm. absurd. Dragon Con top five gear for yeah. me. Really? Top five easily. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just came out perfect. It looks so good. And like, we talked about this, like one of my favorite things, I think it's yours too, is, <laughs> and it's the opposite of what you should do. It's completely, <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. It's so, it's so unintuitive. Like it is not what you should, this, okay, no one operate like this. What you should try to do is uh, find a, a, an element, a thing, an idea that appeals to a wide audience that will make you popular and that people yes. will enjoy, the most people that <laughs> will <us>. enjoy. <laughs> it's like, how niche can we make this? Like in the Venn diagram, like how tiny can we make the overlaps <laughs> of this thing? It's like, uh, so like when the Dragon Con idea came and I was like, okay, so this is based on the carpet pattern, yes? Good. Yes. A hundred percent. That's what we should do. Yeah. And I love it. Top five easily. It's, you guys I have think, a top five? 
Oh, definitely. But I, yeah. I want to say this about the, the Dragon Con stuff. So like you're talking about us trying to hit that, that niche. We do that like with gear, definitely. And we do it like with promos because I feel like for us, it's the same point of attack for everybody. Like you said, they're trying to like hit the most people with the most jokes and like this mass audience. And it's like, I feel like that sometimes has the ability to create a situation where people like you and they think you're funny, but like they're not like emotionally attached to you, you know? But if you go out and you hit that niche stuff and you're not like fake about it, you're actually down with that stuff. You're actually in that world. Then rather than hitting like 88% of people with like the gear you wear and the promos you cut, you hit like 3%. But that 3% now is a loyal 3% that will not falter and they are down with you forever. So like for me, that's like, that's who all who I want to talk to are the people who are like me because I want to see stuff on TV that I would pop for if I was watching and not doing it myself, you know? Dude. You're 100% right. I think about this all the time. Like Nobody represents only themselves. Whatever crazy formula, permutations and computations of sensibilities and likes and dislikes that you have, no matter how weird, they do represent a faction of people that share those same things. So like the thing you're describing, it's like there's a pyramid and on the bottom is the lowest common denominator. And that's the thing that everyone's going to like. And then you start moving up the pyramid and there's fewer and fewer people, fewer and fewer people. And you get to the top and it's like the thing that you think only I like, but it's not just you. There's a whole bunch of people and you're right. It creates this. It's what, it's how you make a cult following. That's why you guys, uh, that's why your followers and the people who love you, love you so hard. Like when we did this coloring book thing like that, that made my day. That's like the highlight of my year. Like seeing all those kids with those, those pages and it was the best. I, I think, I think, you're doing everything exactly right. Even if you guys didn't know about the coloring stuff. So yeah, like we talked about the color by numbers gear to go with it. We also uh, enlisted Jonathan to draw a couple of coloring sheets. Uh, so the one for each of us and then one with all of us on it that we just put out on Twitter uh, and wanted people to just download and just color and just have fun over uh, many weekends since we all couldn't be there together. So we also uh, selected a winner, the little girl who, uh, did a fantastic drawing. So Jonathan's adding her to the picture with all three of us. So she'll be able to get that and put that one out. So everybody can color it as well. So we're here for the people. For the people, baby. <laughs> yeah. Cheering for the kids, the babies. I was always like, you know, we're not going to be for everyone. And I'm cool with that. But like you said, man, having that loyal 3% or whatever the number is, I'm always cool with that. And I think, too, even though we're clearly a lot of what we do is kind of with a wink and a smile, I think there's a real level of authenticity that we try to convey that who you see on screen, even though we're turning the volume up, is who we are. And the things that we're pushing are things that we actually enjoy. Even if only 1% of the audience gets them or, or cares at all, I, I, I think people connect with that level of, oh, these guys are, they're actually, the things they hawk, the things that they're pushing are things that they believe in, things they enjoy. So I, I think it's been a big part of our success is kind of sticking to, hey man, you you, everyone might not like this, but this is me. This is who I am and take it. I, I don't know. You guys can tell me, but I feel like that's, that might be just, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan. Like I'm outside looking in, but it feels to me like maybe that's the difference between, uh, you know, people who kind of rise and people who don't is like that authenticity. Like they're not trying to please everyone. They're just being themselves or being true to who they are. Yeah, for sure. And we had actually talked about this a while ago. I think like my character is a prime example. I started off as being a guy from Jamaica who had never been to Jamaica. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, and, and I'm out there trying to like, you know, talk and make sure my accent is right. It's terrible, you know, um, and it just there were a handful of people that ended up getting behind, 
you know, more than a handful. Come on now, Cole. Come on. No, I mean, you it's a very yeah. big hand now. Oh, you, you know, know, I just, I just became one of the most decorated superstars of all time with this gimmick that yeah. a couple people enjoyed. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, so some people liked it. So uh, there's a lot of Jamaicans and Ghanaians that didn't like it, but that will, you know, we'll, we'll go into that a little bit later. But um, you know, you once I was able to like just talk and be myself, like it was just a whole new game, man. Like uh, you know. Try, it's hard enough to remember like what to say, let alone like how to say it, you know? So now I'm thinking of like, oh, well, what should I do in this cat? And it's not you, you're trying to be somebody. And then even, you know, taking it a little bit further, when you first come onto the roster, you have so many people. And we experienced this with with our, you know, our, our New Day uh, persona in the beginning where everybody's trying to tell you how to be you. You know, like, oh, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to wear this. Well, you should be smiling more. You should be you can't tell somebody how to be themselves because when you go out there and you try to portray that, it's not, it's just not natural, you know? So, um, yeah, no, yeah. I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's just really all about being yourself. And I think that's a big part of like what we do, um, and, and what we try to convey to, especially like the kids out there who are trying so hard to like fit in, you know, you want to be with the in crowd so much, you know, to the point where you forget about who you are. So it's really important for us to get that message across to adults, kids, everybody out there, just to really go out there and just be yourself. And, and the one thing I love with gear is that it's a visual representation of that. Especially when I first started wrestling, I didn't know that gear could be what we're wearing now. Like, you know, I thought I was more confined to, it just felt a little bit more basic and you could do certain things. But now once we started working with you, Johnny, it felt like we had this whole myriad of we could do, especially with our gimmicks. And I, the thing I love, like I said about gear is that we, if you just, if you're flipping through on the TV and you stop and, or you just see a still of us, I think you have a, a fairly decent understanding of who we are when we're in the paint by numbers gear, or we're in the sonic gear or the up, up, down, down gear, you know, like we're able to make a statement without saying a word with just what we're wearing. And I think that's really beautiful. And that's been, like like Wood said, that's a huge part of our aesthetic and of our success is what we look like, what we come out to, what we like, what we're wearing, what's what's physically on our bodies. So uh, it's been so dope to uh, to just kind of realize, man, there's so many different things that we can do. And honestly, once we, once we did the paint by numbers, it really made me think, man, there's, there's so many different things um, that we can tap into different pieces of nostalgia. And I think that was a big, uh, part of it, too, is because a lot of us who are in our 30s or 40s remember paint by numbers when we were younger. And there, I think that's one reason it really connected is because it reminds people of when they were young. And I find like coloring uh, is soothing, even as you know, when you're going when even as an adult, you know, it's soothing to think. Uh, and we're we're walking coloring books. And if Mattel doesn't make figures bro. out of this gear, I <laughs> swear, on, bro. I, I'm going to go to HQ <laughs> and raise hell. <laughs> Can we, I, I feel like bro. this is the perfect conversation. I don't think we've ever like publicly explained this, but the reason why we care so much about gear and so um i know for me and i don't know if my like wants and needs portrayed on or like projected was projected onto you guys or if you guys were like this already too but for me my thought was when i'm watching wrestling and i see that these guys are like six five and like so big and strong and when you walk through the airport like oh my god that guy must be a wrestler i i got that so much in my head because when i first tried to get signed they told me i was too small so i had like a complex and i just i always thought like well i can't grow taller 
what can I do so that when a kid is in the store, if he sees my action figure, it's going to make him buy mine over the guy who's bigger than me and probably like gets to do cooler stuff than me and flip cars, like whatever. And I'm, I thought was like, well, I should wear long tights because then I have gear and I can cover that gear with stuff that might attract someone to liking me more. And so that's always been my thought. That's why I always wanted to wear like the craziest stuff and like rhinestones and designs and stuff. And so uh, I think that not that doing this, this stuff with our gear has really like, not that it's like made us, but like without this part, I don't know if we would be here because it's, a, oh, it's yeah. an integral part to who we are. What? <laughs> Is that correct? A what? Did we do oh, it? In- integral. 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 Well, you know I'm with Woods, so I'm... <laughs> but also, I didn't want to stop you doing your rant, but you did say especially. It's especially, E. Get it right. Did I? I don't know you if did. that's correct. Run it back. Run the tape back. Rewind it. I think those demerits cancel each other out. So I think now it's it's clear. It's clear board. Uh, un- unfortunately, unfortunately, demerits they can't be canceled. They can't be canceled. <laughs> well, out. See, now this is why I wanted to get into the minutia of the the, the demerits earlier. You wouldn't let me. I was like, "What's the ecosystem? How's it work?" And you're like, "No, don't worry about it." Very complex. Very complex. It's very complex. And it changes. Yeah. It bends to, to our desires. Yeah. So you don't want to get it. You know. I swear that goalpost was just here. If, if at some point it doesn't become fun for you, then he'll kill it. <laughs> this is a whole other conversation <laughs> kill it I think one of the things about the paint by numbers is um, one of the things that I, I believe that people responded to was like there's an interactive element to it and I don't know if that's ever been done before and oh, yeah. like for me with my, my game background like I, that's kind of like one of the things that I like to bring to the table is like well it needs to work like it has to, like, if we're going to do interactive, if it's going to be paint by numbers, then the key has to work. This is why I have so little hair because <laughs> I stress about these things. Like, again, you could just, these were, and these weren't original designs. These were based on like the, the get well woods gear. Right. So it's You're like, right. Oh, Hey, Oh, piece of cake. This is the easiest gear yet. It's already designed. I'll just trace over the lines and that's, that's fine. But then there's the numbers. And then it's got to work. And right. then there's only so many slots that you have on the rear that you could use for keys. So it has to be simplified and rethought through. And there's a giant pain. But guess what? It totally works. Oh, I wanted to ask you, did you guys color those in? Yeah. Kobe's idea. Kobe so, all the color. so here's the thing, man. So what, once we knew that WrestleMania was coming up, uh, we essentially had about like, what, eight days or something to prepare? It's like, WrestleMania is going to be two days and it's going to be in eight days. Get your gear and everything ready. I said, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not the way it works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, number one, getting a design from you, like there's a back and forth, there's a process of at the very least, like a week and a half. And that's at the very least, you know? And then you're trying to have Robert sew everything up and get it to us. Robert's so mad right now that you said a week and a half. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, 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 I barely even went to him. I was like, no, like you can't, like you can't, number, it just, we can't rush what we do. You know what I'm saying? And we want to have like a WrestleMania outfit. So luckily we had that paint by numbers gear and actually we were supposed to have it for uh, the pay-per-view before, but I think we ended up getting it like a day late or something like that. So then we pushed it. No, you know what happened was that we, uh, it was for Rumble. We were supposed to have it for Rumble. And then we uh, got a deal from Adidas. So we ended up making gear to match the Adidas shoes, the Dame uh, 316, you know, uh, Damian Lewis, Stone Cold stuff. So we pushed this paint by numbers gear back. And only because we pushed it back was it ready for WrestleMania. So anyway, WrestleMania came along and uh, we had eight days for new gear. And I'm like, well, we're probably just gonna have to wear the same gear that we have. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We can like, we can color this in. 
So I went down to it. We were in Orlando and I went to uh, Joanne Fabrics. And actually I asked, so what we were initially going to do, we were going to have um, Mikazi like trace the, uh, the, the gear and then sew on the different colors. Like as we got closer to, uh, you know, to WrestleMania, but um, he didn't have time to do that because he also got swamped by everybody <laughs> going in with gear. So Mikazi is one of the uh, seamsters for WWE. Yes, so we see yes, him every yes. week. If, if we get like a rip in our gear, he can hook it up. If somebody needs a full new set of gear on that night, he's there to do it. So he's one of the awesome guys. So he wasn't able to do it for us. And I'm just like, man, I guess like I'll color it in, you know? Uh, and I went to Joanne Fabrics, got some uh, fabric markers and just, you know, got to color it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, well, okay, is this, is this supposed, I didn't know if like the colors actually match, like they matched up. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. If, if we didn't like color them in, then we would have never known. So I'm sitting, there, I'm like, oh, okay, there's the blue. Oh, this is white. That's where the cloud's supposed to be. So it all worked up. So like kudos to being able to like, just sync that up. And, and like you said, make it make sense. You know, those are like the little details that people don't think matter, but they definitely do matter, especially when you have to go back and color them in. This is why you can't phone it in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's cool to see people pick up on stuff like that. I will say I did get a lot of, uh, I think we got a lot of uh, tweets of people trying to guess what the point of the coloring was. Yeah. And I saw a few that a few people who thought that we were coloring it in slowly until Woods comes back. And then I thought, oh, that would have been a good idea. That would have been so good. Yeah. But <laughs> been so good. What happened? Um, but I don't know. I, I don't want to like visit the idea too often, but I'd, I'd love to do another one. I just love this gear so much that, I don't know, maybe when the time is right, we do another one, but maybe we space it out. But yeah, <sighs> I love it. I love this gear a lot. Even going to like Mattel, right? So as far as like the action figure is concerned and like we're, we're not joking around, like we need them to make this action figure yeah. and it can be something that's unique. They did a really good job with the... Uh, the three of us in the Budios box. It was an actual yes. Budios box. Oh. You open it up, and then you have all three of our figures in the. Well, it was like the uh, like the Dragon Ball gear, actually. Yeah, just the minus, minus the pads. Yeah, you know. But um, that was an amazing way to present like toys, you know, and action figures. So for this paint by numbers thing, I don't see why we can't have like let it come with some markers, you know, let uh, them like actually color them in, you know, so people can like color in their actual toys. I think people would really be into that, you know, so. I don't know how we have to make that happen, but it needs to happen. Even if it came with like uh, a coloring sheet in there or a little coloring book nope. inside, you know? The whole box got to be colored by numbers. No, the whole box. <laughs> the whole box. <laughs> you know? The whole I like box. It. I like it a lot. Man, it just seems, yeah, it seems like it's a, a no-brainer, but we'll see. We've dug into the color by numbers gear a lot, but there's a lot of gear that mm -hmm. you have made for us. And you asked us what our top five was. I, I want to hear your top five first. Oh yeah, no worries. Okay, I actually came prepared for this, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't uh, have a ranking. So let's just call this like a group of five. Okay. All right. So inside that group of five is definitely the Sonic gear. Yes. For sure. Yes. That was, for me, that was one of the, the ones where um, I first noticed how much people are into the gear. Like, because I was on Instagram finally, and I could start seeing the comments. And that one was sort of like, the, the whole outfit was sort of an Easter egg, because there's nothing explicitly Sonic about any of it. You know, there's just elements. There's just like some, like the long pointy things from Knuckles and like a, a couple of Sonic's fins and then like the, the tails on the back. But even Woods' tails, like one's red and one's blue or something like that. So it wasn't, it was, it was a little national treasure, like a little bit like you had to follow the clues and figure it out. Yeah. And people were online going, 
Oh, I, that's Sonic. Oh my God, that's Sonic. <laughs> and yeah. that was so cool for me. So it's like seeing that reaction, seeing how much people liked it. Plus, obviously, Robert killed it. So like he used this like this really, I don't know if it's called a hologram. Like there's a oh, material. Oh, the shiny stuff, yeah. Oh, it just looks so good. It looks so good when I saw that. So that's easily in my top five. I was going to say too, I think that's the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the first and only time we wore gear that didn't match. Right. Oh, yeah. Color-wise. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And it's, it's yeah. cool because obviously people were picking up on that it was Sonic. And then when we posted about it, they're like, oh, yeah, we get it. But the people that could that realize like that it's it wasn't just like gear to wear. It was gear that was telling a story about the three of us. So like clearly like so E is our muscle as, as Knuckles is the muscle with the Sonic crew. Sonic is the, the fastest. Okay, so Kofi's our fastest. He's our speed. And then Tails is kind of like that the amalgamation friend in the middle. He's got like he's got smarts, but like he's a fast, he's not as fast as Sonic, but you know, like he's like, he can do stuff, but he's he's kinda of in the middle there. And so like I really enjoyed how we were able to portray all three of those things that are that kind of line up with us and those three characters from Sonic in one set of gear that if you like video games, you like wrestling and you like friendship, then you can understand. <laughs> hey kids, do you like friendship? You like friendship, yeah. yeah. And then going back to like serendipity and everything too, like everything happening at the right time, like right around that same time, uh, Puma came out with some Sonic themed sneakers. So oh, yeah. I, of course I had to wear those with the outfit, man. Like it just, everything just lined up. All the stars aligned. That is, yeah, that's definitely up there for me. And you had the rings on there too, man. <laughs> Golly. So and uh, longtime fans would be excited to see that this was actually sec- uh, Woods' second Sonic iteration because he had some Sonic gear back when he was solo. Yes. Too, yes. So, uh, it was fun. so clean. So clean. <laughs> Dragon Con, top five. We talked about that one. We mm-hmm. talked about the reasons why. Uh, Paint by Numbers, that's in the top five. The last two, though, are just these are okay. These last two are my top two. So you remember the comic strip one? Yes. Yeah. For Kofi. The Kofi Rumble gear. I killed myself making that <laughs> like i had to learn new skills to make that <laughs> so as always it starts with uh what on your end it seems like a simple request <laughs> like, hey you know it'd be cool for rumble what if we depict all of uh, kofi's greatest rumble moments in comic strip form and i don't think these things through i'm just on the surface level as a fan, I'm like, I love that idea. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Someone should totally do that. <laughs> so I say yes. And then I, I, I sit down with the, with the program. And I'm like, oh, no. How is this supposed to work? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like three designs, like with like just some common design elements thrown throughout and some, some ideas to tie them together, it was like, oh, I need to do like six or seven self-contained illustrations that could be their own piece of artwork. And that's just part of it. And then I have to figure out a way to put those together into a pattern that's a seamless, repeatable pattern so that that can be made into a f- piece of fabric <laughs> can use to put it together. And it was killer. However, I happen to be super uh, inspired by that time because um, you remember uh, Into the Spider-Verse had just come out yeah, a couple right. months before. Yep. Like, and that's talking top five that's like one in my top five animated movies of all time like it's so good we could do an hour on that and so like i was feeling inspired like i saw that and i was like man there's no rules you can do anything 
as long as it's dope, you can do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's dope, that's a quote. Cool, that's a quote. Cool. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Shirt that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, 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 I just made it my project. And it was like, I was, that was one of those like late nights, early mornings, like 12 hour days, but it, but it paid off. You guys sent me every once in a while, not often enough. But every once in a while, you guys send me photos of you guys in the gear. We're bad about that. We're very bad <laughs> so about bad. that. Yeah, so we bad. don't do that often. Oh, <laughs> it was so beautiful. It looked so good. It, it was, oh, it was exactly, you know, sometimes things don't translate perfectly and you're like, that's, that's pretty close. But that right. was like, Mwah. and when I see you guys, even like in flashback stuff, you know, because they, they kind of pick into, that's another cool thing about you guys having gear that evolves. Like when they show like archival footage, like you know exactly what era it's from, you know? Right. Oh, you true, don't have true. like an evergreen look. It's always seasonal. So uh, they, they'll show like shots of like, and here's blah, blah, blah. And here's that time this happened. And you'll see those. And I go, oh, yes. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so tasty. I want to eat it with some steak sauce. <laughs> so good. So I love that one. And um, and my favorite of all time is the Basquiat set. Ooh. Favorite uh, oh, of all time. The Mania gear, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it's like hyper meaningful. Yeah. It is. It's emotionally charged for me. Like, like okay, so this will be the deep part of the podcast. So like, when we when this gets like through post production, like you could put the sad, like the sweet music in here. <laughs> the beginning of up, you could put that music in. Um, like I, 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 I cried. I shed tears that night, and that was one of the ones when I watched it live. And you know, you can't have an inkling of where things are going, you know. And but it doesn't matter because it's about the journey, and you're just watching it unfold, and it's happening, and it's happening, and then it happened. I was so moved right now. I was so moved. Like I made my family sit and watch and like I stood up and like shouted and I was like, yes, I was crying and it was such a cool moment. And then you brought your kids up and I was like, oh, get out of here. (laughs) You're trying to to kill us. You're trying to kill us. (laughs) But like, that's a true, people talk about WrestleMania moments. Like to me, that is the WrestleMania moment. Nothing will top it. Like I could just, you know, pencils down. Like that's, that's, it is for real. And, um, and there's that one famous photograph, that one screenshot that became like the thing, the iconic moment, like they're, you guys are holding him up, you know, mm-hmm. and he's got the belt in one hand and uh, like that, that will never go away ever. That's eternal. That's forever. That's a part of history. And you're wearing my stuff. It makes me so yeah, happy. Man. For the people that don't know about uh, Basquiat, can uh, E, do you, you know? So I have, I have like a cursory understanding of Basquiat and uh, there's a movie I actually watched too, but uh, I got, I obviously being a hip hop head, I just started hearing the name Basquiat over and over years ago, maybe like a decade ago or so. And like Jay-Z's music and a bunch of rappers. So I did some more digging and Basquiat was uh, a famous artist. I know Kobe did some more digging too. So yeah. I don't want to like, I don't, I'm going to butcher oh, this. Um, but uh, I, I find to, to, to backtrack a little bit, I find mania gear time around the beginning of the year is kind of stressful because you want gear. It has to, it has to be a notch above. So we we've, we've been through enough of these together as a group that how do we top the previous year? And this was the year Kofi's run and trying to find the, the best way to encapsulate that. So I don't remember how long we kind of batted around ideas in the car and trying to think of things, but I remember it taking a little while, but then for some reason, I just thought, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is Kofi Kingston. He's a king. 
And Basquiat uh, is an artist and he became very famous for his crowns. Like he has this crown design. Uh, and as soon as you see it, you know it's Basquiat if you have any idea of who Basquiat is. And it made sense. And we always talk about Kofi being the goat. And I like the concept of this uncrowned king. Kofi Kingston, the uncrowned king. It just makes sense. It's there. After 11 years, he's never had this uh, opportunity. And finally, the uncrowned king at WrestleMania is going to get his crown. Uh, and it just made sense. It made sense with Basquiat and his crown designs. And then uh, Kofi also started doing some more research. And there are a lot of parallels with Basquiat fighting to get accepted in the art world, uh, especially as a young black man trying to fit into this, I think, the like New York art scene. Yeah. Um, and just having to really fight and fight and fight. And it really wasn't until he obviously gained popularity. And like, I think he, uh, was tied with Andy Warhol and a lot yeah. of the most famous artists, uh, in the world. Um, uh, but there were just so many parallels to me that made sense with, with Kofi's reign. And we talked about it for a little bit and we bat around ideas. And I was glad that Kofi liked the idea a lot. Uh, Wood seemed to like it too. And then we sent this information to, to Johnny and he made it all happen. But I love, um, there are elements uh, where we kind of mimic the Basquiat style with mm -hmm. the self-portraits. He had a very particular way he did self-portraits uh, or portraits of people. And he was, uh, Johnny was able to implement that in the gear design and put the crowns uh, there as well. I can't remember all if there were other elements too that I'm missing. Yeah, there was a couple other. So uh, he, Basquiat has one um, painting, I think it's called Pez Dispenser. And uh, it's just this like, um, it's like a dinosaur dragon uh, that has his mouth open and then he has like the crown as well. But it's a very, very distinct look, you know? So we ended up taking the, uh, I'm getting goosebumps all over, man. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? Uh, but we, you know, we ended up taking the uh, unicorn and blacking it out just like the, the, the art in the Pez dispenser and then putting a crown over the unicorn too. And I remember like, uh, there was an issue with like the, the having the horn, right? Like go in the right <laughs> angle. So now we were like, well, which way should we have the horn coming out of his nose? Like, but then it's not a unicorn. But then we, so again, like the process was, uh, was amazing. But, you know, just like you were saying, e, like there was so many parallels. And I can't recall if we've talked about this on the show or not. I feel like I've talked about this in a lot of different interviews. But as far as Basquiat just trying so hard to get into this art, you know, this, this world, this fine art world, there's a very, very small circle of uh, people that Basquiat was not supposed to be a part of, but he would stand outside of Andy Warhol's studio and wait for him to come out. He would go to where Andy Warhol was eating and then they became good friends. He took a picture of himself and Warhol, went to his studio, came back to uh, the place where he was eating and had a piece of art that depicted them two in the picture. So he was just very, he wouldn't take no for an answer, you know, um, and just a, a prime example of somebody who just stayed the course to getting it until he got what he wanted to, to have. And he's one of the greatest, I think like the highest selling piece of art in the world is a Basquiat piece, you know? So um, yeah, a man who definitely like just left his mark. So when, when he had mentioned him and, you know, I'd heard, I've seen like the crown all over the place, but I didn't really know what it was about. But then when I started reading about it, I'm like, oh my God, like this, this is it. You know, like, like when you, you know, like you were saying, we were batting around ideas for gear for a while. But then once you hit the one that you know is the right one, you just know. And, um, you know, after doing the research on Basquiat, like it was just hand in glove. So, and then of course, none of that happens if you are not able to execute it to perfection. Like, so 
Like you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like ideas are great. Ideas are awesome. <laughs> Everyone has a lot of great ideas. They don't have somebody that can execute, you know, that can conceptualize and put it down in a tangible way that is able to be understood by the masses. And the fact, again, going back to if Woods never goes on Craigslist, <laughs> we don't find you. Yeah. You don't put, so everything happens for a reason, man. And, um, just, you know, uh, just, just so many levels, just, uh, that, that was just an amazing set of gear for sure. Even now I have to say, uh, it can't be done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes a Basquiat, makes a wrestling gear in the style of neo-expressionist painter. Jean -Jean Basquiat. And, uh, even now having done it, I'm like, it can't be done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's impossible. <laughs> it's so crazy because the fact that you not only have to emulate that style, but put it into a format that can be easily digested by people who don't know anything about Basquiat, don't know anything about art, but are still able to look at it and feel what we feel when we've been talking about trying to create it. I, you know, let me take a moment. I got to give uh, some props to a pal of mine. Uh, there's another artist named uh, Andy Cremines. I worked with him for a long time. We worked on game stuff. We worked on Disney stuff. And uh, he was always my art director. And he taught me the value of research. Because like, I, you know, pick a cartoon character in your head. Snoopy, right? Very simple. Very easy to uh, imagine. Go ahead and draw Snoopy right now. You know Snoopy. You've been looking at him for your whole life. You can't do it. It won't look right. <laughs> you know? You've got to research. So... He used to drill that into me all the time. And so then when that assignment came down uh, the pipe, it was like, okay, finals. It's time for finals. <laughs> I got a cram. <laughs> so I watched the movie that he was referencing. I watched a lot of documentaries. I read a ton of articles. I made a folder just with all his artwork. And it was just kind of like uh, analyzing like what makes his art his art. And I just started noticing little patterns, like subtle things, like everything is angular everything's kind of broken into pieces he uses like not exactly primary colors but a little little just like one or two degrees off from that there's uh paint splatters everywhere which of course i'm working digital because my art is non-existent uh but i had to <laughs> find a way to emulate that and then like somehow magically and i can't even take full credit for it because sometimes these things just come to you it came together and uh it, it's 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 number one it's number one on the list yeah that's a good choice um, but yeah, I think the process with you reminds me of like kind of like going over ideas with Kofi in the ring. I'll just have, or even like Woods, the one time I was like, hey, you want to, uh, you think you can hit the uh, elbow from the top onto the floor? You want to, <laughs> yeah. I just, sometimes I just have these ideas that I was like, okay, this is probably a bad idea. I definitely couldn't do this, but I'll just throw it out there. And Kofi's like, yeah, I can do that. Or Woods like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Same thing with you. I know nothing. I, I know less than nothing about design. I wanted, I wanted to properly explain to you how unartistic I am. I couldn't even fathom anything that you do. My, my tiny brain is not able to compute it. But somehow, like, it's just like, we'll have these ideas. And I was like, I have no idea how this would be executed. But I'm just gonna say it, and hopefully he likes it. <laughs> I think that's the Reckless. beauty. Yes, that's the beauty of surrounding yourself with talented people uh, who have uh, a myriad of abilities, uh, because you guys are able to execute in your own uh, ways. And that's that's what I love with you, Johnny, is that we throw out these harebrained schemes and ideas, and you make them work. Not once have you ever said this isn't going to work or I can't do this. Not one time have you said, nah, I'm passing on that. 
and and we really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Been it's coming. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> 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 All this has worked, and I know that there's probably some people listening to this because this is something that I would listen to because, like you said, I love gear, and like I would want to know the lowdown on how people get gear like this. And just so you guys know, like this, this wasn't something that occurred like overnight and it didn't just kind of like magically uh, come to be like, there was a lot of work that went into this. So like, like I said, like Jonathan and I, how long were we working together before? Uh, maybe like three or four before years. New day, three years, something like that. Yeah. And so we've made so many sets of gear together and there's that, that rapport there. And he knows like my personal brand like better than I do and then he learned to understand New Day's brand like possibly like the way that we look no one understands it better than Jonathan like we might think that we do but we'll give him an idea no go okay cool bam and then I'll I'll add these things because this is y'all's look and we're like oh yeah, yeah you know what yeah, you're right yeah. and so, <laughs> so so don't ever be ashamed to ask someone for help like unless you're this high level artist who's also been an imagineer like you probably aren't going to be able to make the stuff that he's able to make you know so so find somebody that that you're comfortable talking to because this is not a situation where we go hey we want to be new day all right dope we're going to be preachers well we're just going to change it and make something else like no there's a process to everything so just just know that like the three of us did not become this by ourselves there's a there are amazing people around us who we've been able to find build a rapport with who are incredible at what they do and that that is what new day is so like jonathan is a part of the new day you know what i mean and so I just want to make sure everybody understands that fact. I have to say one more bit because it's important to me. So I've worked with a lot of creatives over the years, and a lot of times, uh, you know, you kind of you have your you have your your circle of influence, like people who are basically at your level, and you're trying to elevate each other. Like, help me with this thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I will, and that'll make you popular. And then like you give me another gig and then that'll help me. And then you help each other up. It's like that, that thing where you're like back to back and you like shuffle up a, a chimney or something. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got to be pushing or, or, or it's disaster. And a lot of times without naming names, there are people who that I've worked with that have made it. And I never get a call again. Like it, it feels like sometimes you get down and you feel like I am just helping people get to a point where they can afford somebody else. <laughs> you know, Woods is the only guy who has ever brought me with him. And it means so much to me, man. Like I'll never forget it. I'm always going to be there for you. Abuse me. I'm sticking around. <laughs> <laughs> we just made this very, very emotional. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real thing, man. It's a real thing. And like, I don't know if it's like that in, in, in your community, like in your industry too, but like over in the art side of things, that's, that's the way it is. Like there's a joke, a running joke that we have in, in contract art where uh, it's like, I can't pay you, but I can give you exposure. You know, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, I cannot pay, I cannot feed my kids with exposure, but, <laughs> mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to, when you're starting off, you have to. And then you yeah. kind of trust that people, if, if you have a good rapport and they like your work, that they will continue to work with you and they'll, fight to get you in you guys did it with me with the the shirt you guys did it with me with the shirt um yeah we didn't even talk about that we can talk about it but it's another example <laughs> it's another example of you guys like really sticking with the people that you like working with and fighting for them and i will never forget it yeah and that's the uh that's the pink one I, the, is that are we currently in that shirt i never wear the shirts until there's like a pink and a tie-dye yeah the pink and tie-dye 
but it's the unicorn, the aggressive looking yeah. Jack Jack the unicorn. With, Jack, yeah, yeah, with the one strap uh, Andre singlet, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you designed that. And I think we were able to, I think, Kof, did you reach out to Merch? And I think Woods had the idea to use Johnny. You guys kind of both worked to make sure we connected you because we have a great team of designers as well who work with WWE, but you understand. And, and the reason things work so well is because you're a fan of ours. And I don't want to say that in like a disrespectful way, but you understand our aesthetic. You understand us. And there are a lot of extremely talented artists, but who might not understand our vision, our feel. So I can't think of anyone better to put an image that's supposed to represent us on a t-shirt or on a piece of merch. So like moving forward, man, like you're, I'd love to only wear your designs because you get us. Mm -hmm. We second that publicly. Mm-hmm. Third. <laughs> Fourth. Motion pass. Gavel, gavel, gavel. There we go. Beat it down. That's how it works, I think. I think that's, that's a good place. That's a good place to wrap it up. <laughs> we have order in the court. Jonathan, oh, man. Thank you so much for being on. I feel like we could talk to you for like another two hours. I know, hours. dude. I'm up, it's man. fun. It's, it's fun. So yeah. It's so, yeah, so many more pieces, so too. The more. Smackdown yeah. theme. Yes. Oh, like, oh, I know. Yeah. The owl gear. Uh, the up, up, down, down. Up, up, down, oh, down. Yeah, yeah man. So Red Lantern stuff. stuff. I, I just did a uh, a challenge on Instagram about uh, you know like sneakers and whatnot, and uh, I used those Red Lantern sneakers. But it was the gear that uh, you designed, and you know we were raging at the at a certain point in time in our our feud with the Usos, you know. Yep. Um, and yeah, so uh, you know I'm, I'm going back into the podcast. We're I supposed know, to be going yeah, the yeah. other we're way. Coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. Save it for the sequel. I can say this. Is what yeah. I can say. Yes, when we bring you back, we'll just go because I've got the list in front of me. We'll go one by one and dissect each piece of gear, and maybe maybe that just becomes a segment where mm. we do that. We, we we record that with you for like an hour or so. Then we take the five minutes on each set of gear and just throw that in at the end of the podcast. <laughs> How many minutes to the club? Love it. Probably six or four. I forgot. I must have blacked out. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> All right. So, in in light of some things that occurred this past week, we just wanted to take a minute and talk about uh, a guy who was a friend to all three of us and to a lot of guys that we know and had a lot of uh, great interactions with a lot of people uh, just in the in the wrestling community and throughout his life in general. Um, uh, Shad Gaspard. Um, so from from what we understand and everything that we've heard, so uh, he's unfortunately no longer with us. Um, he was at the beach with his family and he and his son uh, uh, were pulled away by the current. And uh, again, from, from what we understand, the, the last thing that he did was make sure that the lifeguards and the people that were there were able to help his son. Uh, he, you know, he put him first in his uh, last moments. And when they went back to, to find him, they were unable to. And recently they have been able to confirm that he, he passed away, unfortunately. So we just want to take a second and uh, talk about him for a minute. I know Kofi's known Shad longer, but we've... Uh we definitely crossed paths with Shad. I feel like every time we were in LA, we had an event. Shad was there. Um, and Shad was, I was kind of think of him as, of him as a big goof, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just had a really, he's like a, he's a big kid, honestly. Um, I think one of the lasting things, uh, I'll remember is that video of him and MVP crying and hugging 
as Kofi won the world title. Um, and that was just Shad being just so supportive. He was always so supportive of Kofi and your career. I'll also remember he always used to gleefully yell Sapase at me, which is a, like a Haitian greeting. <laughs> and I would explain to him, Shad, I'm not Haitian. Uh, he always thought it was funny because my dad is Jamaican, not Haitian. But it was it was funny to him. He would always some I remember once I was at a Gold's Gyms working out years ago and I get up from the bench and I just get manhandled by this man. I turn around, of course, it's Shad. <laughs> but he would he would love to just little brother me just all the time. Like like I was just a little kid. But Shad had a real uh youthful energy and real energetic. Um same man, I was still uh, I remember the the love he showed, like we'd see him at Wally Manias and a Hall of Fame, and he was a guy that was still around. And uh, I can't help but think of his family and what they're going through. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely heavy. Yeah, I think, you know, like you were saying, E, uh, I think I, I probably knew Shad the best. And, um, you know, we, we talked about doing this and, and saying these words, and I have so much that I would like to say. We had uh, so spent so much time together. And um, he was a guy that, you know, was that big brother. Before I got signed, it was in Boston, I think SummerSlam 2006. You know how you always used to have situations where, not so much anymore, but you're an extra talent, you get in the ring, you start working around and you, you know, hope that somebody sees you. And I'm not talking about like the actual enhancement matches, but just rolling around with people. Um, I remember I got in there and I started rolling around and then who comes in? Shad comes in, tagged. So I'm like, oh man, this dude, and I haven't seen him from like crime time. You know, I didn't, I didn't really know him at the time, but he gets in and uh, I still, I used to tell him this all the time. He put me in an arm bar and scratched my shoulder so hard that I still have a scar <laughs> from Shad. And I saw, you know, I saw, yeah, you, you put me in this arm bar. I still have this scar. But um, he says to me, uh, all right, now what I want you to do is, uh, you know, land behind me. I'm going to lift you up, land behind me, hit me with that big, beautiful drop kick. He said it with a lot more cuss words in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was like, all right. So he put me behind him. And I jump up, hit him with this big drop kick. And you know, Shad is always standing as tall as he can stand. So I was proud <laughs> of that because, you know, he's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, whatever, hit him right in the jaw. And uh, I'll never forget that. For Shad to be uh, an in-ring talent on the active roster and allow me to hit him with a drop kick in the face, you know, not to get like two inside, but to sell for me, who was just some kid coming off the street, and trying to, you know, make a name for myself. I never forgot that. So that was just the kind of person that he was, somebody that would go out of his way to try and help. He's, he always would help me out. He would always help me out as much as he could. Um, and to fast forward to, uh, that was one of the first times I met Shad. Now to fast forward to one of the last times that I had seen him was at WrestleMania, at Wale Mania of all places. The scene was crazy. Everybody was just so supportive of me. And Shad was there, also equally as supportive. And like he said, I laughed when you said this because there have been many a time when I'll just be in a random gym or a random spot and I'll feel somebody just come and grab me and lift me like five feet off the ground. I don't even have to, I don't even have to turn around. I know it's Shad. And sure enough, uh, it, you know, it was always love. You know, that was the kind of dude that he was. So at Wally Mania, here I am, like on the mic, everybody is over here, you know, chanting my name. 
And all of a sudden, I just feel a head in between my legs. And all of a sudden, I'm going up. I'm like, oh, it's Shad, you know? So there's an awesome picture of Shad putting me up on his shoulders as all of this is going on. And as emotional as that moment was to be in the midst of all that amazing and positive energy, to be up on the shoulders of somebody who is 6'5", 6'6", and to look out and see all the energy and see everyone's hands and see all just the, the, the positive vibes that they were standing for me and to have him put me on his shoulders and let me see that and feel that. Like, I'll never forget that moment. And I say that because, again, that just speaks to the kind of person that, that Shadow was. He was somebody that would always lift his brother up. You know, he, it, I, I'm, I feel like there aren't that many people in this world that you come across that have that kind of heart, that genuine authenticity. Shad was very opinionated, but you always knew that every conversation that you had with him was him being real. You never had to worry about any kind of you know BS or beating around the bush or being fake. Shad would always speak his mind and tell you what he thought, and I always appreciated that honesty. So I'm just glad that I had the opportunity to get to know somebody like that, to feel a brotherhood like that, somebody who had always taken me under their wing. Uh, when I first got on the roster at a time where it was cool to be mean and, and cruel to the new talent coming up, Shad never did that to me. He always took me under his wing, let me ride with him. Uh, we rode together and had a lot of great road stories. So yeah, like he was saying to um, just condolences, heavy condolences to to all of his family and all the people he was close with, to JTG, everybody who was going through this uh this hard time that um you know that we're trying to fill the fill the void, you know, just trying to stay positive and focus on the uh the the great moments that, that Shad gave us. I feel like everybody has a story <laughs> involving Shad in, in some way, shape or form. So um he will definitely be missed. And uh, again Thoughts, prayers, positive vibes out to uh, his son, his wife, his family as they try to go through this difficult time. Again, as, as Kofi and E have said, obviously condolences to, to everybody uh, who, who's going through uh, something like this right now. You know, obviously the family and then just to everybody who's, who's dealing with so much right now, especially in these trying times. Just, just make sure that you guys are... Like we had the conversation the other day, guys just talking to to people that you love and make sure they they know that you love them and that you care about them. And uh, just always remember to to enjoy and cherish all the moments that you have with the people that you care about. 